It's not easy meeting someone great. Maybe I will take a break from dating during the holidays. Maybe through spring. You like him! I barely know him! I can hear you smiling. I remember you said how hard it was to feel Christmas magic. I thought you deserved this. Wrapped Up in Christmas premieres Saturday, November 25th at 8 on Lifetime. Welcome, one and all, to another Stocking Stuffer here with Emily. Uh, we, today, we are looking at 2017's Wrapped Up in Christmas, another new film, new premiere, if you will, aired on Lifetime last week. Uh, so again, I'm glad to be bringing in some other networks, Freeform, you're on watch, you're on notice. I don't know that you're giving us anything new, but Lifetime is. And this year, we have a special premiere wrapped up in Christmas, which I'm going to keep saying the title wrong because the director, Peter Sullivan, made a film called Christmas Under Wraps previously, which I don't, I'm not going to remember which is which, even though there is something very different about today's film. Uh, this stars... Tatiana or Tatanya Tatiana 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 Ali uh, as Heather. Heather is a operations manager hoping to become VP of operations at a mall, and the entire film is essentially set in a mall, which is very exciting for people like me. Heather is, guys. I don't know if you can possibly believe this, but Heather is really good at her job but like really bad at her love life. I know, I know, it's crazy. Cause she's so good at her job and yet so hopeless when it comes to dating. Now, meanwhile, at the same mall where Tatiana uh, wants to operations manage, a young man named Ryan is sort of working to help out his aunt, uh, his aunt Patty who helped raise him. She owns a toy store in the mall, so he's just kind of, he was a lawyer, but he gave up the corporate life, and instead he wants to be an artist. Uh, so what do you know? They keep bumping into each other. They like the same hot chocolate. He spills hot chocolate on her. Sparks keep flying. Uh, Heather's niece uh, goes to visit Santa Claus, who happens to be played by Ryan in this in this case, because Ryan's friend is Santa Claus, but his friend needs him to cover, so Ryan's playing the part. And her niece asks Santa, again, stop me if you've heard this one in a Lifetime movie. Um, her uh, So niece asks Santa Claus if for Christmas he can help find her Aunt Heather a boyfriend. Now... Ryan is already interested in Heather, so this seems to work out quite well. They start dating. In part, he's kind of... He's kind of using some info he shouldn't know about her. Like, he finds out what books she likes, and he pretends to have read them. I mean, by books, it's a Christmas carol, so it's not that hard to read or pretend you've read that. She, meanwhile, has been given an ultimatum by her boss, played by Jacquet, uh, who viewers will know from many things, including Husband for Christmas from last year. Uh, Jacquet gives her the order that the there's new competition for the mall because it's 2017, and they don't talk about people buying things online. Instead, it's that there's a fancier mall down the block, so they're going to take business from them. So Jacquet's solution is for the mall to close any of the stores that are not making a profit. Um... And Heather doesn't really want to do that because there's a lot of places that have a long history in the mall, and that seems like a really Scrooge-like thing to do. 
what do you know, Aunt Patty's Toy Store is one of those stores that is not doing well. So Heather has to decide whether or not to tell her to close the store. She does. Ryan finds out, oh no, I can't believe my girlfriend is going to close my aunt's store. Just as Heather finds out, oh my god, my boyfriend knew information he shouldn't have known about me, and that's how, why we had so much in common on our date. What are we to do? So Heather figures out a way to save Christmas for everybody. At the same time, she's offered a job promotion that would move her, but because she's been dating this guy for a week, uh, she decides not to. We're going to get to all of those things and more. That is the rough plot of Wrapped Up in Christmas. Now, before we jump into the many tropes of the Cozy Cardigan Christmas, I do want to say something else about the director, Peter Sullivan. Uh, He did Christmas Under Wraps. I think we covered it on the Stocking Stuffers. I could be wrong because they all just blend together. Christmas Under Wraps starred Candace Cameron as a doctor who moves to Alaska and um, saves Santa Claus, played by Brian Doyle Murray, from a heart attack and saves Christmas. And also decides that being in a small town in Alaska is better than anything else. Um, So clearly, director Peter Sullivan is comfortable in the Christmas genre, and he is comfortable in the specific subgenre of Christmas movies that include the word rap in the title. He also... Stocking Stuffer Season 2 listeners might recognize him as the man who directed All About Christmas Eve, starring Haley Duff, not Hilary Duff, Haley Duff, the lesser Duff. We watched that movie last year. It wasn't very good. Uh, I will say, spoiler alert, this movie was better. Was it good? Uh, well, uh, let me first um, point out the most exciting thing about this movie. And truthfully, the real reason why when I saw it advertised, I said, oh my god, I have to record it. It's Lifetime. Okay, we get our typical Lifetime movies. But it's something different because A, we have a black actress in the lead role. And B, we have a white actor in the romantic part. So it is the very rare. I can't tell you how rare this is. This is like a woman having, you know, or two women having dialogue in a Christopher Nolan movie, if you will, that we get an interracial romance in a Christmas movie. The movie makes no deal about it whatsoever. Um, You know, most of Heather's family is black. Uh, Ryan's family is white. Never a thing. Uh, It's handled pretty naturally. It's really refreshing. And just the idea of having a lot of black actors in a setting where you never see them because Christmas movies on these networks usually can't handle color for some reason. Um, It was very nice to see. Uh, And you get the supporting cast includes, my God, the supporting cast is insane when I really look at it. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it's, it's ridiculous. Now let's get into the tropes of Cozy Garden Christmas and how this movie does. First thing is our lead in need of a lesson. And yeah, yeah, we get that. So Tatiana Ali is Heather. Um, Heather is very ambitious and we constantly get told that. Um, She has a very important line, which is, I take my career very seriously. She says some variation on that about 30 times over the course of the film. And now, um, in fairness, I have not dated now in several years. Tell me, ladies, is like telling when you're on dates with new people is telling them that like you work and care about your career is that like an instant 
uh, date killer or something. Because the way Heather talks about it, it's as if as soon as she says, I have a career, men just don't want anything to do with her whatsoever. So Heather, of course, also has to sort of balance her ambitions um, and direct issues from her boss to be a Scrooge with her newfound conscience once she discovers love. Um, Spoiler alert, she will learn her lesson and everybody will be happy. She will find the charm of Christmas again, because apparently that was the thing that was missing. Uh, And she is, after, like, she's already fixed things, there's still about 15 minutes left of the movie. So what they do is they throw in, like, a fifth act twist, where Jacay offers her a bigger promotion, but that promotion would move her across the country. Not even kidding. She's been dating this guy all of a week, and she decides it's not enough to move, so instead she proposes a different career path where she'll stay on as, like, VP of that particular store and help improve it from there. There was no need to add that to the movie, because it... All it does is sort of make her a little less ambitious and kind of makes, puts a weird tarnish on the relationship of, oh, now she kind of is giving up something for him. He never asked her for it, in fairness, but it's, it's a weird choice. And I guess they just ran, they had more time than they had stories. They had to fill it somehow. It made me a little angry. Number two is our setting, which is typically a big bad city, a charming small town, or a magical winter wonderland. Here, it is not really any of those things, because as I said earlier, the entire movie takes place inside a shopping mall. I'm guessing they filmed in a real mall, probably one that's like half full, which is true of most shopping malls in 2017. The way the mall is handled, however, is essentially as if it's a small town. Think of all of the Hallmark movies where there is a town and there's a family business in danger and they're going to go under because of the Scrooge-like character but the hero is event- heroine is going to eventually going to save everything in this movie it's like every single store is that family business in a small town or that every store is its own small town if you will in addition to Aunt Patty's Toys which has like a whole sob story around it about how you know people used to be lined up around the block for Patty's wrapping paper or something there is also a cookie location which is run by um groundlings comedy legend mindy sterling and dan loria from the wonder years fun fact about dan loria he is the token long island celebrity of this year's stocking stuffers because back in the 80s and 90s when the wonder years was on i can tell you as somebody who grew up in long island everybody in long island had some kind of connection to dan loria and he was the guy that like everybody could say oh yeah the dad from the wonder years yeah i know him or my dad knows somebody who knows him anyway he has a really small part in this movie so there's a bookstore also and uh within the bookstore the manager has like a little relationship going on with another character so the point is it's a mall and in this mall everybody's best friends and does everything together up next, of course, is our love in bland love interest. And in this case, we have Ryan. Uh, he is not a widowed dad. He is not a poor little rich boy. He is somebody who, again, tur- t- turned away from the corporate successful lifestyle that he was in in order to be a painter, which isn't really manual labor, which we know is very important in these movies. But, I mean, he is doing stuff with his hands and you know, painting a storefront. So it, it kind of fits. Now, the actor who plays Ryan, uh, his name is Brendan Fair. And 
he's fine. In the movie, he's, his character is actually a nice guy, has nothing sinister about him that I caught. Um, but I do want to say, what watching this guy the entire film, I was disturbed by something about him. I just couldn't put my finger on it. And it dawned on me at a certain point. Oh, some other fun facts. I'm looking at his filmography. He was in Silent Night, which we covered a couple years ago. That was the new remake of Silent Night, Deadly Night. He's in A Christmas Kiss, which we are going to cover this season. Uh, He, perhaps most importantly than anything, is that he looks a little bit... Like, let's say you were born with the genes and the genetic makeup of Chris Evans. Only, instead of becoming a very successful, you know, superhero actor and probably working out like six hours a day and drinking protein shakes and everything, instead of that, you consisted of a diet of cigarettes and Taco Bell. And then you decided at a certain point you were going to get fit, so you gave up the Taco Bell, but you kept eating the cigarettes. That's kind of what you get. I I don't mean to be cruel. He's a perfectly fine-looking man, but he looks disturbingly like a really ill version of Chris Evans. Trust me, when you watch the movie, you'll see what I mean, if you should choose to do so. Uh, Now, I think you will, because number four is the montage. And guys, there are at least that I wrote down. I probably missed one. I counted four montages. There is a Ryan playing Santa Claus entertaining terrible children montage a shopping montage which includes like a makeover kind of montage a sad breakup montage where two characters who are sad and broken up have sad moments where they look out windows together um and a montage wherein the little girl and cigarette eating chris evans walk around the mall to all the different places in the mall that we've seen throughout the whole film sharing some kind of secret plan that we don't know about so four fucking four montages that might be a record i could be wrong i will have to go to the books for that number five is our dead parents or dead wife we do have dead parents ryan's parents are dead um and that's kind of a thing because oh no i'm sorry his dad's alive his mom is dead and his mom was friends with aunt patty or sisters with aunt patty or something it's a big part of fueling his relationship with Aunt Patty and why it's so important to him and why it's so heartbreaking when Heather betrays her. So dead parents are there. Number six, sassy sidekick. Uh, again, it is an embarrassment of riches here. We get, when it comes to sassy sidekick, there is... Okay, so Heather has like an assistant. Um, so she's one. And she has, like, a little side romance with a bookstore owner, so that's kind of cute. Heather has a sister, who, played by Kim Fields, who is wearing the biggest earrings since Marky Post and Christmas on the Bayou, constantly. Um, And then, I guess the other ones are more sage old people, but still, two key ones there. They, They did not skimp on that. Number seven is our evil woman, and, you know, it's... It's not fully consummated, if you will, but J.K. begins the film as being very evil, because essentially saying, hey, these people that have been in the mall for 20, 30 years, yeah, kick them out. She softens a bit, but, you know, she's there as the corporate entity of what happens if a woman puts ambition before relationships. Now, number eight is slapstick, and we get, um, we do get slapstick, as I said earlier, 
uh, Heather and Ryan's meeting they meet when he spills coffee all over her so wacky more importantly the other part to slapstick which comes up a lot is the domestic the character who has no domestic skills whatsoever which is more often than not um translated in a female character not being able to cook and so a running joke in wrapped up in christmas guess what is that heather can't cook Number nine is the sage old person, and here, I was mistaken before, this is where I lost count of them. There's Aunt Patty, who gives dating advice and love advice and all that, and urges Ryan to go get Heather's heart. There's Heather's parents, who are a happily married couple, and um, Jasmine Guy plays her mom, and they give wisdom about what has kept them together all this time. And then there is Dan Loria and Mindy Sterling who run the cookie shop and, again, drop by to say things like, well, you know, love really means something with, like, cookies or something. I don't remember the line. It wasn't that good. Point being, there's a lot of people, people over the age of 50 in this movie who dole out wisdom about relationships. And number 10 is Santa Claus. And in this case, it's not magical per se, but Santa does play a key part. Uh, Again, Ryan kind of gets the intel he needs to date Heather by playing Santa Claus, you know, and there's a lot of like, Santa's not wearing his beard and him dressed up like Santa Claus throughout the film. So it's a big part of the movie. So we do pretty well. I mean, we really do get nine out of 10. The one thing that's lacking is just our setting is atypical, but I count it. It's a small town. It just happens to be inside of a shopping mall bonuses um again lost track of how many public domain holiday songs we heard uh i will say that um it seemed like they had other holiday songs that were all terrible but were very pop-like and probably new for the movie including the opening credits has a seems to have a theme song called wrapped up in christmas so there you go i don't know tatiana ali is a singer i don't know if she performed it i'll just assume she did Uh, For the product placement bonus, we see a lot of stores. We're in a mall. There's a Dillard's. There's a Rue 21. Uh, You know, do you count those? I don't know. Cloying child, Heather does have a niece named Molly. The kid's okay. Um, The actor herself is fine. I feel like she's playing younger than she is, and it feels weird. I think she's supposed to be eight, and the actress is clearly not eight. And it makes it, it's a little bit of a um, shining miniseries situation, if you will, where the actress is clearly much smarter than her character has to be based on age. So it's a little annoying. I would say it qualifies. Uh, our bonus of ice skating, no, we get this this shopping mall apparently does not have an ice skating rink. It is not the Dawn of the Dead mall. It's a shame. Uh, but there is much indoor winter wonderlanding. Uh, he, he meaning Ryan, basically builds like a winter wonderland for Heather to experience, including like dragging out the saddest looking live reindeer you've ever seen in your life in a movie, who's just sort of there and there's a bunch of close-ups on his eyes and that reindeer looks like he wants to be killed and put out of his misery. Uh, Canadianisms, I didn't catch any. I don't know where this was filmed. Again, it had to be in a mall. Um, let's actually... Okay, I was hoping to find a little more information on IMDb about the filming location. Couldn't find it. However, I did learn some things. Uh, Yes, I was right. Tatiana Ali sings the opening theme song. 
And I forgot a feature that I love doing on these um, stocking stuffers, which is the IMDb user reviews. Uh, there's a really angry one from somebody named Ronbo Kirk. Ronbo Kirk, his opinion on Wrapped Up in Christmas. Ahem. When I watch a Christmas movie, I expect to be left with a little more Christmas spirit at the end. I expect the players to do more than just hit their mark and say their lines. I expect real acting. I should also feel their emotions. Casting is responsible to see that players cast are capable of that. There was absolutely no romantic spark and no Christmas mojo. This movie goes on my, quote, do not watch again, quote, list. Since we don't have zeros, with, and uses a quote, uh, apostrophe to pluralize zeros, I gave it a one. Well, Ronbo Kirk, uh, didn't feel quite as strong as you did. I thought this was okay. Uh, even though it also didn't have a character with a Christmas name. So, didn't hit all the bonuses. Yeah, I mean, it's a movie that's literally set inside of a mall. It's not going to be great. Uh... The is there chemistry? Of course, there's not. There's there's almost never chemistry in these movies. I think we had one, right? The ice skating movie last year. I thought the two actors like would make good babies and could have watched that movie instead. But yeah, sure, the actors didn't have chemistry. The everybody else filmed had to have filmed all of their scenes in one day. Um, but hey, if you were a fan of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, half of the cast is in this movie so there's that if that was the reunion you've been waiting for here you go uh i don't know if you like a movie about a hard-working corporate ladder climber and a lawyer turned artist this is a movie that has those things in it didn't find it offensive didn't find it good um i like jk because she's jk uh, the rest of the movie is just okay. Ah, see what I did there. I've been watching way too many of these, but um, I'm going to leave it at that. It's all right. It's on Lifetime. I've seen worse. I haven't seen that much better. So there. Ho, 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 ho. Ho, ho, ho. Open up your door. I'm Santa Claus, and guess what, y'all? I got something to show. I came to bring some Christmas spirit. I got a big bag, now guess what's in it? Something for the rich, something for the poor. So Merry Christmas and ho, ho, ho. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas, my foot. I'ma tell you what Santa really put under my so-called tree, but in reality, look like nothing but a decorated pole to me. Man, you talk about a tree, it makes me wonder, cause I never had a tree to put anything under. If I ever did look up and get a tree, there was never anything under it for me. Man, I don't know what y'all talking about, cause when I come to your town, I just get chased out. I thought you would be happy to see Santa Claus, but all you'll say is stick him up then. Give me your. You're lucky all you did was get ripped off And it's time to keep your big fat ass up north Because after my last few Christmas nights If I see you around my neighborhood I'm shooting on sight And I ain't even got a chimney for you to come down So ain't no need for you to be coming around Cause the last so-called Santa that came in with a sack Wasn't giving our presents, he was taking them back Man, y'all should be glad that I didn't quit Cause I'm getting too old for this Santa Claus shit Y'all think I'm getting presents made for free I gotta pay them bills, then ain't nobody paying me You big fat whale might as well quit, cause I can name a hundred presents that I didn't get And if I did get a present, it'd be a heavy down Yo, I got this for Christmas, now how that sounds? It sounds good to me, cause I'm about to freeze You wanna see something? Look at the bottom of these Me and my brothers can't go out at the same time Cause the coat that's theirs is the coat that's mine
Man, I know one thing, y'all better get off my neck And wait till you get your welfare check We're going down to the office and stand on the line Better hurry up, see, I got mine Jingle, jangle, jingle for the pole And once he gets your welfare check Y'all can kiss my mistletoe Ho, ho, ho Ho, ho, ho Why the presents keep getting mixed up Cause year after year you keep fucking up And now I know why Cause you're always drunk Instead of G.I. Joe You send me this junk That ain't a G.I. Joe That's a G.I. Jerk With a kung fu grip that don't even work So all I did was just put them away Cause my G.I. Joe looks G.I. gay That's why you don't get presents now Cause you're just in great G.I. Joe's gay What difference does it make? After all he's just a doll Ain't too much he can do You ask me why Ain't you sure about you? Yeah, forget about that What about these shoes Instead of Christmas Carols, I'm singing the blues Staring at the clock, looking hard at the time Cause I just played the number, combinated on a dime I played 234 and put a penny on 7 Combinated 412 and believed 11 Put my last 5 cent on 356 And after all that I didn't hit shit Jingle, jangle, jingle for the boat And once you get your welfare check You won't play numbers no more Ho, ho, ho And blow though with your big fat suit Next time say no, don't send no substitute Because I asked you for a beatbox and you know what I got? Dougie Fresh, you know that kid from down the block Emily, we must admit, Dougie Fresh is good and made a perfect fit. He's the only reason why we weren't totally mad. Without Dougie, our Christmas would have been really sad. Jingle, jangle, jingle for the Pope. And once he gets your welfare check, even Dougie Fresh go go. Ho, ho, ho. Dougie Fresh go go. Christmas song, I had no loving in a while I love to have sex, but I can't afford a child My girl wants a baby, but I had to chill She said, if you don't want a baby, then you take the bill What is Christmas for? Huh? What is Christmas for? What is Christmas for? Yeah What is Christmas for? Wind up toys that don't wind up Talking dogs that don't shut up This is the type of present that you buy when you're poor So that's what you have to settle for And it ain't no secret that everything's sunny If you're living in Palm Springs with all that money Americanomics works and I won't argue that is true But if the economy is getting better Get better for who? Well if you ask me I'm doing much worse than before With the welfare cuts I don't eat no more So if I did want to go out I couldn't go nowhere Cause I ate every last one of them reindeer Rudolph first, I went down the list I got so hungry I just couldn't resist I ate Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Dixon Fried them up and then started to mix them And before you knew it, they were all gone I wonder what y'all gonna do about my reindeer song We'll sing Silent Night and Jingle Bells And all those Christmas rhymes Cause nobody gives a shit about your reindeer at hard times You just jingle and jangle and hang out with the folks and when you get your welfare check, you my reindeer by the skull. <laughs> Dougie Fresh and Magnificent Force and head on out the door. And leave these party people singing Jingle Jangle for the pole. Jingle, jangle, jingle for the pole. Don't take us for granted, cause you may never know. One day when you least expect it, 
we can even up the scope. So just jingle, jangle, jingle with the boat. Jingle, jangle, jingle, jangle.